Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome to an episode of End Time America. My name is Michael Pierce. If you're asleep, you're not seeing anything. If you're somewhat awake, you see two sides to what's happening. And you believe that one side's good and one side's bad. If you're a true Christian, you're above it all. And you're looking down at two sides, one totally evil, one side, the leadership's totally evil, the people are blind, they're deceived sheep being led to a slaughter. And that was the plan the whole time. I mean, you can go research everything that's happening, you can find the paperwork, you can if you research, you can find anything you want on what's happening, and, and it's right out in the open. But most people are caught up in a lackadaisical attitude. They don't want anything to disturb their daily routine of waking up, going to work, coming home, popping a beer, and watching watching TV. And what I'm going to tell you, most people can't even comprehend because they, no matter which side you're on, you don't see it the way that it actually is because both sides are totally in the dark. Both sides are totally deceived. And when I get to the end of this broadcast today, I'll, I'll point you in a direction to where you can find something that verifies that scripture tells us that we're to love even our enemies and we are we live in a horrible time we live in a time that was described most recently by a german who stated america is finally waking up to the point to the fact that one third of its people will kill another third while another third watches, just like Germany. We've got people that are in service to this government through all of its deceptive agencies who have now moved their sights onto Christians who they call doomsdayers. That, that's the latest term I think they, they've used to twist and destroy the, the Christian faith and, and, the, and the views of people that don't hold to the scripture. They call us doomsdayers. It's an insult. The deceived people will readily throw at you to shut you up and try to downgrade Christianity and, and the fact of where we're at in prophecy. It's being used to cover up all kinds of crimes against the Constitution. It's being used to cover up the takeover and destruction of our own nation. There was a CIA uh, leader, the head of the CIA, that said that we'll know that our uh, program of deception will be effective when everything the American people believe is a lie. And we are there. 
everything you think you know about the government, everything you think you know about our society is now a lie. And if you're in government, if you're in a, a state agency, a, a county agency, a city agency, you took an oath to defend and protect the Constitution of this country. And now what you're doing is you're protecting the enemies of America, the enemies of the Constitution. You're protecting the people that are planning to eliminate the American people. And you're, you're violating your oaths to protect these people while they commit serious crimes against the American people. I've gone over this before. I've talk, told you about David Wilkerson's vision. If you haven't ever seen it, go watch. Just look up David Wilkerson's vision. It's from like 1978. He's seen what was going to happen in America. And, and, and he's seen the fact that they were going to use slander and lies and deception to convince people that those that are closest to God, that are trying to wake people up, that are trying to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, that are telling you the truth. They're lying about them, claiming they're criminals, claiming they're, they're, they've done some type of evil act. And then they pass that on down the line to local agencies and then even to the neighborhood groups who they use to I don't think they do anything but harass and watch. But the backside of this, what the federal government is doing through private agencies using DARPA technology, which you can also research and find all the patents, they're destroying people's lives. I sat and watched a special operations officer in the White House when the president signed the uh, order to to throw money into research and uh, involving the, the suicide rate in the military. Now, I, I was watching this live, and I remember after it was signed, this officer walked over and shook President Trump's hand. And what came out of his mouth will stun you, and it's been scrubbed from the internet and from all media. But that special forces operations man made the statement to President Trump, and this is exactly what he said. He said, Mr. President Trump, thank you. Maybe now we can find out what that buzz sound is. And they scrubbed it from everywhere. I, I watched a video, uh, a gentleman who had a recording in the mountains. And he recorded a sound that's nationwide. It's, it's covering the whole nation. And using techniques of, you know, canceling, canceling certain sounds and, and, and uh, fine-tuning others, he finally was able to 
decipher a message that's being pumped out into this electric signal, this buzz sound. And inside it was a voice telling people to kill themselves. This is the type of stuff we're, we're up against right now. We're up against total evil. And the problem with the people is they cannot believe. It's, it's so evil. What's going on is they cannot believe that it can actually happen. They cannot believe that our own government will not protect us from this. This has been going on for 2,000 years. Good against evil. This has been a plan of the forces that are supported by the Antichrist and by Satan himself. Want to annihilate and wipe out the children of the promise. To destroy God's plan, he's got to eliminate the saints of God. There's particular groups that are involved. And they all, everything points back to one specific group that's behind this. They're going to tell you it's the Masons, or it's this, or it's the Satanists, or it's the witches, or it's all this stuff. Those are just pawns. There's a group behind it all who are using people as the scapegoats to protect themselves should something go wrong and it not work out in their favor. And they've done that after every conflict that we faced in this world. Every conflict. And you know what's interesting is when you look at the book of Revelation or the book of Daniel or throughout the Bible, it talks about the beast, this beast that's risen. And it tells you it's a... It's a, a the beast is red. And there's a woman in scarlet. Well, if you think about it, what does red represent in this world? Communism. And a woman who is the false church, who's drinking a cup full of the blood of the saints, a false church that's embedded with communism. We're in very serious times, and we are out of time. We are totally out of time. And I, I really don't know what to tell you other than Scripture tells us that we're fighting against principalities and powers. And the modern-day church has spiritualized everything into these Thank, telling people that we're fighting against demons and, and ghosts. Principalities are governments. When a government steps foot outside of righteousness, when a government leaves the constitutional law, we as Christians are supposed to stand and confront that. We're Christians. We confront things through prayer and by verbally admonishing them. We are supposed to stand up for righteousness. We are to love our neighbors. We are to love everybody. And that's what one of Satan's biggest trick. He's moved the 
most of the people involved in supporting this effort that are harassing and torturing and following and trying to frame Christians that know the truth that they call conspiracy theorists or they call wackos or they call crazy or they call them some type of criminal. These people that are deceived that are doing this, a lot of them are Christians. A lot of these groups meet at these churches, their neighborhood churches. These are the people that are going to look up when Christ returns and they're going to be saying to themselves, well, whose names were written in the Lamb's Book of Life? I thought we were doing good. I thought we were got Christians. I thought we were. And what does it say? It says they're going to turn you over thinking they're doing God a service. It's because they don't read. They don't because they fail to turn to the love of the truth. Because they fail to read the scripture and form a relationship with God through prayer. Scripture says, let no man teach you but God. It's through your, your study of the word of God by consuming the blood and, and the flesh of Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, and the word became flesh. The word, by consuming the word, you're putting new wine in an old wineskin. You're renewing your mind to that of of God. You're taking on God's point of view. There's so many pastors that have never read it. I, I, I know pastors that have ministered and gone out and tried to evangelize for 20 and 30 years and they, they never read the Bible. And they shun the book of Revelation and prophecy. And the Bible tells us flat out that if we read those books and study those books, there's a special blessing for us. It tells us we're not going to be in the dark. That we will know the time, the season, when, when we will know within weeks of when Christ is coming back. We're not going to know the day or the hour is what it says. And I can tell you it's getting very close. And I can tell you what brings him back. And what's going to bring him back is what's taking place right now. If you're caught up in this, this, this facade that they're using, they got one third of the people that are going to work and they think there's a virus and they think that uh, uh, anybody that doesn't follow the government, they're going to follow the government no matter what because they want to maintain their normalcy bias. They want to live life. They don't want to give up the life they've known all, you know, since childhood. So they're not going to believe anything is happening until... Until the stars are falling from the sky and the earth is quaking and the mountains are disappearing. That's when they'll start to realize that there's something wrong. That maybe they miscalculated. I'm telling you, we are in the last days of the tribulation. We are in the end of the tribulation right now. We are at the time, the very beginning at the time of Jacob's trouble. You watching what's happening in Australia? 
the military is getting ready to go door to door to grab people out of their houses and force vaccinate them. And they're training to take them down no matter what. Chase them if they have to. And what are they saying? If you if you don't if you don't take this mark, they're gonna make your life really miserable. If you don't take this vaccine, they're gonna make your life really miserable. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. What's the Bible say? If you don't take the mark of the beast, you will not be able to buy or sell. Oh, it's not a mark. It's it's a vaccine. It's not a mark because they're not telling you it's it's the mark. It's they got to use the words no. The Bible says they're going to be deceived. It says there's going to be such a great deception that even the elect will fall for it. What do you think's going on? Satan is not omnipotent like God. He doesn't know where you're at, what you're doing. He can't read your thoughts. But with this modern technology, he becomes omnipotent. He can totally control people. He can remove people that he doesn't want. What was that one dream I, I, I posted in the description? But this lady had a dream about the end times. That the people were forced to, to take it in... Uh, uh, mark through an in, uh, uh, an injection, and and then they were linked into this computer. So that these she's seen these people in this like control tower with these computers, and they could see people, they could see what they were thinking and what they were doing, and they were watching this guy who was scared, and he wanted to get this thing out of him. So he was looking for the Christians, the remaining Christians on earth, and he was he, he was running down the road, and one of the guys in the control tower said, okay, that's it, that's enough, go ahead and remove him, and they pushed a button, the guy just turned into spray. Then she's seen other people that had made it to the Christian camp, and they were try they, they had come up with a way to, to remove this stuff from detox, a lot of it's metals, and basically that's what's happening. If you don't know the Word of God, you're not going to see this. And even if you know the Word of God, a little bit of it, and you're not praying, you're not going to see this. I know Christians that have been Christians all their life that cannot see this. They are so blind. Trust science. I, all what is it in uh, the, the 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 Illuminati doctrine was to to create was set up to create a system to destroy Christianity using science. And in the New World Order plan, it talks about how they're going to use false research and false papers to change our laws. They're just going to write up lies and say, well, see, this is why we can't let people have pain medicine. We don't want them to live more than a couple of years. 
why they're taking antibiotics from our food supply because they want to make our food supply unsafe but they're come up with this here weird all you know things have been going the same for years there's not been there was not any new diseases diseases don't mutate there's nothing new under the sun but to put fear in everybody we got we had 9-11 then we had terrorism then we Gave more power to them, gave up more of our freedom to them because we had this fear of terrorism. And then all of a sudden they started creating these scenarios and trying to throw it back on the, the white American Christians. And now all of a sudden the terrorist threat is the white American Christians and the illegals are okay. Now they're bringing illegals into this country as fast as they can because they're getting ready to make sure the white American people can't work. And they need people here to hold up the economy so they don't fluctuate and don't lose the country. So they can keep the country going even though they get rid of the people. What was it? Scripture talks about Israel being reduced by two-thirds. It talks about a great genocide. All the doctors and nurses that are out there telling telling people that look this 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 is designed to just to destroy your immunity your 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 body systems and then all of a sudden in a year they're going to come out with a flu and everybody's just going to drop like flies. Why do you think they got these black coffins lined up all over the cities? Then we got Biden, who's such a all these people that are. You had the Clintons, they're selling our, our our uranium to the Russians. Biden's, what'd they do? They pulled our troops off of the, uh, what is that, lithium deposit in Afghanistan because they'd already hadn't paid for giving it to China. And the day after the the, the Americans moved out, they rushed them out. The heck with the, heck with the Christians, let them all die because we're going to get rich off this lithium deposit. They sold it to China. Now China's selling Elon Musk the the lithium he needs for his satellites and all of his space program and stuff. <clears throat> They're dismantling us and giving up all of our natural resources, everything that God has put into our hands, they're giving away to our enemies. I just listened to, uh, I forget that pastor's name, but he had a dream a few years ago about our southern border. He talked about how these uh, violent, satanic, evil groups are going to come across and and they were going to hit some of these ranches, and the, the things they were going to do to the people would be so terrible, it would strike fear throughout the whole nation. And that, uh, that the people would rise up, and the states were going to run our federal agencies out. We were going to chase everybody out that had anything to do with the federal government. Because the federal government's totally corrupt. The federal government is the enemy of the American people and the Constitution. And they have their fingers in every state, and they have control over the police, the fire department, all the way down to your neighborhood watch. Now, they got their fingers in every state like that. How are you going to stand against them? That, that was their whole plan, 
to make it impossible for you to stand against them. What's the Bible say? Who can stand against the beast? Because of its technology, its electronic uh, warfare system, it's, it's, uh, which was established by a Satanist. At the Pentagon, he came up with the, the uh, manual for electronic warfare. And that's what they're using on the American people now. They they can turn a whole they can make a whole city riot. Yeah, all they gotta do is create a piece of news, let the media push it, and then they pump a certain feeling into them with their electronics, and then people just go to pieces. We as Christians have to pray. But before you can pray, you have to understand. If you don't understand there's a problem, then you are the problem. If you don't see what's happening, you have no discernment, and you'd better worry about your salvation. If you're not being persecuted, what's it say about persecution? It says persecution, in the end, persecution you're going to be confronted with is a token. What does token mean? Tokens translated means sign. Persecution is a sign that you are a Christian, saved by grace, that you are a child of God. All the churches are teaching the Christians, if if you're being persecuted, then you're doing something wrong. You don't want to be persecuted. Well, I'm sorry. The Bible says it's a sign that God is in your life. And he's going to use the persecution, the torture, and the things that people do to you as justification to bring tribulation against those that are torturing you. When Scripture says that, now you got to go back to the original Scripture, but it talks about how uh, the Antichrist is going to be so deceptive that the whole world's going to love him. They're going to make him king of Israel, the country, not the people. And remember, the Jews are in charge of that. Everybody thinks that the Jews are Israel. No, the Jews are the tribe of Judah. Everybody thinks that's the whole kit and caboodle. No, it's not. It talks about how the Antichrist is going to come on the scene. He's going to be, at at first, he's going to love people. This is from the first century Christians, the first couple hundred years of the church. They're saying that, look, Antichrist is going to love people. He's going to treat the homeless well. He's going to hate sin and hate evil. And then... What they say happens is when he when he eliminates the deceived church, the Christians that aided him in in gaining power, when he eliminates them, then everybody's going to see him as being the man of lawlessness. And the, the man of lawlessness is revealed, just as Scripture says. It says, uh, those that let will let until they be taken out of the way. So those that are deceived will let and help. And support the system, this evil system.
because they're deceived. They're blind. They're blind. In another scripture, it talks about these blind sheep. And what it says is that at first, they're going to judge, God's going to judge the angels. Then he's going to judge the 70 shepherds. All of them are going into pit of fire. Then following them are the blind sheep, the deceived church, the Christians that let until they be removed. The Christians that supported the move of the Antichrist, the Christians that betrayed their brothers and sisters, the Christians that left the truth of the gospel when the gospel says you're to love your neighbor, do good to those in your community, not spread rumors and lies, not cause any harm, not to do evil. The Bible lays out how we're to treat each other, but now they're caught up with this patriot system, patriot act. They use patriotism to deceive the church. So now they're caught up into this here to where they think they're doing God a service by harassing the people or watching the people that the government says is bad. Now, who's the accuser of the brethren? It's Satan. The accuser of the brethren is Satan. So if you're involved in accusing somebody, harassing somebody, doing anything malicious to somebody, then you're... You, your name has been taken from the Lamb's Book of Life. That's just simple. It's what's in the gospel. It's what's in the Bible. It says God hates these things. And it says right after, those that let will let until they be taken out of the way. And then it talks about the saints, the ones that remain, the ones that continue until the end. And the fact that they use these blind sheep to create so much harm against the church is what brings Jesus Christ back. That gives, gives him justif justification to return and bring judgment and what's it say? It says, those that are attacking the saints, those that are harassing, those are, that are doing evil to the saints of God, God's going to open a door. And what they're doing to us is going to befall them. That's how God works. Whatever they're planning to do to us, it's going to happen to them. God's going to open that door. Even in the scripture, it talks about the false, this false prophet or this false church and everybody knows it's pope several years ago somebody asked the pope well what are you going to do towards the end it says in scripture that you're going to be killed well that's what it says in revelation what was it chapter 18 or something like that it talks about this false prophet it says that they they had brought in this uni, uni, unification of all these different faiths. But this group of people, they despised that 
religion there because they were the that's a false church and they're claiming to be Christian. So they despise anything but their own. And it talks about in that chapter how they're going to just turn against their leader. The leader that brought this one world church together. Well, they're going to turn against them. They're going to burn Rome. They're going to burn the Vatican. And they're going to kill the Pope. The Pope even knows that's going to happen. What was it he said when he was asked that question? He said, I hope it don't hurt. Isn't that something? To know you're evil and to continue doing it. To know that you're committing uh, evil acts according to scripture. That you're leading people astray away from God. That's why the that's why the Catholic Church says the Pope said a few years ago you should listen to me instead of the Word of God. You shouldn't be reading the Bible. The Word of God is the enemy of the Catholic Church. They tried to bury it for five hundred years. They would kill anybody caught with a copy. The first Protestant reformers were priests in five different. Orders of priest. Oh boy, I just don't know what to tell you. I I, I can tell you this: if you go and and, and there's little tidbits all through the Bible that lend to the truth, but it's hidden because they got everybody believing this false doctrine about a rapture. So when you read the Bible, you're, you've already got this preconceived idea. So you're trying to make everything you read fit into what they've pro- programmed you to believe. Well, it's a lie. Using those lies and those deceptions and programming you to believe a certain way and, and, and feeding doctrine into you like God's in charge. There's nothing you need to do. You just need to trust God. Removing you from being the body of Christ and acting in a proper way and and loving your neighbor, loving your enemies, doing good for those that persecute you, trying to do your best to be an example of love in this world. So you've got this preconceived idea so you don't get the truth because the Bible says unless you come to me as little children. Empty, void of any knowledge, any conception, any conceived idea of what the Bible is. If you don't come to him totally empty and let him teach you and you read the word and let God form a relationship with you so that you can hear his voice. If you don't get to that point, then you're, you, you don't have enough oil in your lamp. If you're following after men instead of God, you don't have enough oil in your lamp. If you're trusting the return of a man instead of the return of Christ, you don't have enough oil in your lamp. I cannot express to you how important it is for you to read the Word of God, to repent, 
Repent so that God can raise you from the dead. Repent so that he can remove the blinders from your eyes and you can understand the word of God. Throw all your preconceived ideas of rapture or notions about what you've been told about what's going to happen in this world and study and through prayer and asking God to give you wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and discernment. And let him show you what the word of God says. That's why it's so dangerous to the Catholic Church and to the ones that want to destroy this country. It's dangerous for you to read the Bible and not accept what they're pushing on you. A lot of churches won't let you represent them unless you've been to their training and they teach you what they want you to believe. Which is contrary to what the gospel says. You're learning the ideas of man. You're learning. You're you're being programmed into a, a man, a, a church of man, which is a government church, five hundred one c three, that's teaching appropriate doctrine for the rise of the antichrist and the deception and destruction of the United States. When you read the Bible and really seek God and throw out all the ideas that you had about what's right and what's wrong and what true doctrine is, then God can show you the truth of the scripture. He can you you become overflowing with his word. You 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 learn his ideas and what he wanted to have happen instead of what these globalists wanted to have happen in this false church. Most of these churches have already submitted to the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church has been trying to destroy America since it was founded. To get even with France for helping us, they started the French Revolution. And they used the guillotine on everybody that they felt was responsible for providing aid to America. And anybody that stood in their way. And they created a democracy without God to mock America. That was the price that France paid for helping us become the only Christian country founded on Christianity in the world. That's the price they paid for helping us. Satan was right there to wipe them out. That's a high price. That's a very high price. As I'm making this podcast, I'm being pumped with microwaves right now. It's very high. It's very, very high. By the same evil people that are trying to destroy this country deceived Americans who've been, maybe they were told I was a bad guy or maybe they know the truth and they're just telling the police department that I'm a bad guy and tell them to stay away from me so they can do whatever they want to me. These people are Satanists. These people are connected with the evil, the worst side of evil in this country and they have control over our law enforcement. 
because our law enforcement, if they say we need to back you to back up so we got free range here and we need everybody to cooperate with us. Now, these are Satanists. They're exercising authority over the sheriff and over the government when the sheriff should be throwing them out for violating the rights of their, the, the citizens under their, under their control. These people are evil. I've told you the stories. I told you what they did to me. They tried, they've tried to wipe me out a few times because of the, the amount of research I've done and stuff. It's kind of a threat to them, so they don't like me talking. I mean, I went back and I, I was worried. As scripture says, it says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I was worried because everything I was hearing in church was different than what I heard as a kid. All the history that I believed as a kid had been changed. So I thought, wow, I need to really find out who the Antichrist is, what the false church is. So I went all the way back to the original sources. I went back to the first century church, to Jesus Christ. I found documents written by people about Christ, sent to the Caesar, sent to other powerful leaders, even describing what he looked like. I researched what the first century Christians taught about the end time. And then I went back to Adam and Eve because I wanted to understand that better. And then I found something really awesome. You know, before the flood, Methuselah, I think it was Methuselah, had, had, was given three books by Enoch. Well, one of those books is the it's called the Books of the Acts of Man. And it was a dream that was that, that they had as a young young man. And that dream, what it was was in the in the dream, the people of the earth were represented by animals. So you had wolves which were evil, you had uh, 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 you know different animals which were evil and stuff and and some animals you need to look into the scripture and find out what they represent and, and to, to make sense of the story. But uh, it, he had a dream using animals that described the future flood, the, the exodus from Egypt, the coming of Jesus Christ, all the way up to end time. In this dream, the, the acts of men. All, all, everything that was going to happen in the future. He had a dream. And that was a book that was compiled pre-flood. It was carried by Noah on the ark. It was the book of Enoch and the book of the Acts of Men. And you can still read it today. And the funny thing about it is if you pray for discernment, You'll start, you'll read it a few times and you'll start to pick out, okay, there it's talking about the flood and start remembering what the animals were that were involved and what, what the bulls were and what the, uh, all the different animals they used. You need to write this stuff down while you're reading. And then you get down to the few chapters where it's talking about the end time and it's talking about 70, 70 uh, shepherds, which are 70 countries. And you can go look, Israel records 70 nations that are trying to divide Israel right now. 70 nations, 
70 shepherds, that they kill too many of the sheep, makes God angry. Read what happens. Uh, it's about chapters around 98 and 89, chapter 89 or 91. Uh, it's it's the, uh, the prophecy of, of animals and is what it's called or the dream of animals or something, one, one of those titles. But go through that, read that and see if you can understand it and then see what happens to the, the Bible. All through the Bible, it tells us that evil is going to be removed from earth. And it tells us that whatever they're planning on doing to us is is going to happen to them. It's going to happen to them. They're planning on eliminating us. They're going to be eliminated. They're planning on locking us up and bringing us into slavery. The Bible says they're going into slavery. All we got to do is praise God. We don't have to raise a finger. All we got to do is pray. And while they're facing up to destroy us, there'll be somebody coming up their backside. That's going to take care of them. I promise you. All we got to do is keep our eyes on Jesus Christ and that cross. The only way to God is through Jesus Christ. Don't ever let anything change your love for hate. Maintain love in your heart at all times. Never return evil for or evil for evil. Always try to return good for evil. Never hurt nobody. We've got to trust in God to win this battle. We've got to trust in Jesus Christ and his word. Or you just don't have enough oil in your lamp. You go read that that those final books of the book those those final pages of the book of Enoch. You'll be shocked at what happens. Talks about a sword being given to the sheep. It talks about God coming down and, and building a new house. And the first one is packed away and moved, and, and he creates a new house from where he rules the, the, the world. I mean, it's in the Bible, too, but you just don't see it in the Bible because you've been programmed to read it a certain way and expect that the Bible's supposed to match what they told you is going to happen. Well, what they told you is going to happen is a lie. Everything they've said is a lie. If their lips are moving, they're lying. Sorry to say, that's the truth. I'm I'm pleading with you all, please, get into your Bible. Get into the book of Revelation. Get into the book of uh, Jeremiah. Get into the book of Isaiah. Heavily, heavily. I mean, read it over and over. Read chapter. When you see something, you'll be praying and God will strike it. As you're reading it, something will make sense, and you'll go back and read it again and again and again, and then God will just give you total discernment over it. And then you'll understand a little piece of the puzzle. You haven't got time for this precept, line upon line, precept upon precept stuff anymore. I don't either, and I, I've really been having a hard time lately because it's hard to study when you're being 
hit with all this electronic stuff all the time, but it's hard to think, it's hard to read, it's it's hard to, it's, it's really difficult to pray. They're trying to destroy our ability to communicate and, and, and have a relationship with God. Remember that everything that's going on, it's good and evil. This is a satanic attack against God's plan, against God's people. Those that claim to be Christian are going to betray us. We're going to watch a lot of people. We're going to watch things that we've only seen happen overseas in, in, in news flashes. And it's going to be happening here. We need to be praying. Pray for your sheriff. Pray that God opens his eyes. Pray that he's taking time to read the word of God. That he's coming to God as a little child with no preconceived ideas and asking God for discernment and understanding. Pray for the sheriff. Pray for your police officers. Pray for your fire department. We need them to wake up. We don't need them following after men. We need them following after God. Don't chase after men. Chase after God. A man's not going to save you. America's not going to turn around. Even scripture says that there ain't all the countries that all the countries that come after us now, God is going to destroy. That's what Scripture says. All the countries that are coming after His Christian people are going to be destroyed. We need to be praying for each other. I need you all to pray for me. I need a lot of heavy prayer right now. They don't like me sharing this stuff with you. They don't want you to know it. Because it takes so long when you're researching this stuff by yourself. It takes a long time to bounce into it like I did. It took me took me a long time. It took me a long time to finally get to the understanding that I have. And it took me going back and studying what happened in the Civil War. Finding books like 50 Years in the Church of Rome. And then discovering that it was the Jesuits that killed Lincoln. And then at that point, the Catholic Church took over Washington, and then from then on, everything was changing. And uh, even right down to the paperwork that's in our own congressional library, the Jesuit oath that's in there, it was changed after that because it said that they wanted to wipe out that their enemies were the Masons and the Protestants. Well, they've taken Masons out because now that Masons are part of them, they want to use the Masons as scapegoat. So now it says liberals. Why does it say liberals? Because now they've created this satanic left. And they're going to claim that that's who they need to destroy next. And uh, to throw everybody off. But they're coming after its Protestants. What do you, where do you think abortion came from? It talks in their oath. It says that they're going to take babies from the mother's womb and, and bash them against the wall. Most of your abortion doctors are Catholic. They're doing a great service for the Pope by killing babies. Communism came from the Catholic Church. It came from the Jesuits. All this stuff's right in front of your eyes, and you just can't research it to find out. You can't believe what they present to you because it's all a lie. And all this information is disappearing very fast because they don't want you to be able to look it up. 
Wake up. It's time to wake up. It's time to get on your knees. It's time to lay on your face and ask God to to forgive us all. It's time to quit treating each other with disrespect. Quit pointing a finger at each other. Quit lying about each other. Quit hurting each other. And that we stand together in love. Because there's a greater kingdom coming. And I want to be a part of it. And I'd love for you to turn to Christ. And have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Or at least get to God through Jesus Christ. Jesus is everything. It's his sacrifice that saved your soul. If you're saved. It's through relationship and prayer and study. That you build what you need to survive. says study to show yourself approved over and over and over again in the scripture it tells you to read the word of God that through reading the word of God you build a relationship with God you learn to hear his voice then you can do what he wants you to do and and you're under his protection then anybody that tries to harm you He'll either give you a helper and you'll defeat the Antichrist with your testimony. What's coming is very bad. Very bad. They're going to watch your family members. Some of your family members are going to give into it and they're going to forget who you are. People are changing. People that are following in with what they want. Their personalities are changing. Everything's changing about them. You need to stay close to God to know what to do. Salvation's a... Salvation could be lost so easy under this deception. It says the deception is so great that even the elect can be deceived. And that's exactly what we're looking at. That's exactly what we're looking at. I'll try to put some videos and stuff. The last podcast I did had almost all the information you really need. So go back to that one. Look at the, the description and, and go through those that information. I'll help you. Read the word of God. Repent. 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 Pray. 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 Study. 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 Make sure you have enough oil in your lamp because we have not got long. I really expect that Christ's return will be 2024, 2025, around that area. Depends on how fast things are going to happen, and they're happening at lightning speed. So I love you all. God bless you, Father in heaven. I pray that you be with us all now. Everyone that hears this message, Father, I pray that you touch their heart. That you give them a, a some kind of a drive or a message or a dream that help drive them to study and, and learn more about you, Father. That they'd be ready to stand in the times we have ahead. That they'd be able to witness of you and give their testimony of you so that Satan can be defeated, Father. I love you with all my heart, Father. I pray that you forgive me for my sins and I ask that you watch over and protect me tonight. 
and protect each person listening to this, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you all. Have a wonderful day. Uh, I need to add to this this morning. Uh, as I was waking up, I was in a lot of pain, so I laid back down. When I closed my eyes, I had a dream or a vision. What I seen was a woman in an SUV pulling up to a pickup truck and handing a man a rather large stack of $100 bills. These are the ones that are being paid, the private security companies, the, the, the people that are betraying this country the people that are being used to suppress the truth and go after those that oppose what's happening. These are the ones that we are, witness, are, are to be witnesses of. These are, a lot of them are the people that consider themselves to be, they, they think they're Christian and they think they're doing the right thing by protecting or, or doing whatever the government says, but that's just, this, that's the same thing the Germans did during World War II. These are the ones that are going to look up and say to themselves whose names were written in the Lamb's Book of Life when it's all over. These are the ones that God's bringing judgment against for their actions, for violating the love of the truth, for violating the love that we're to have for each other, to, to, to love, treat each other well, to help each other, not to harm each other. I mean, the Bible lays out the truth. Look, do a search on Google on, on what the Bible says about treating, a, how you're to treat others. And read the scriptures. That lays out God's plan. And we know that Satan's plan is the opposite. The accuser of the brethren, hate, lies, uh, vengeance, murder. We, we know what the trait, his traits are. And those are the traits that are being followed and used by this uh, illegal government we have. This, uh, to suppress truth in order to destroy our nation. And, destroy, and the reason they're trying to destroy America, it's not because of America. It's not because of... It's not for any reason that they would have they would publish. It's not because of their a global warming. It's because we're Protestants, and as long as Protestants exist, the Vatican can't main, cannot regain its global power, and that's what this is all about from the very beginning: good against evil. Now I've I've spoken about this in past podcasts, but. That's what's going on, a battle between good and evil, a battle between the sons of light and the sons of darkness. So uh, I'll play a little something for you. This is the book I want you to get into and study. And I want you to look up and go through the, the parts of the scripture that talk about the persecution of saints, the, the time of Jacob's trouble, and, and, and beyond that. Dry up the fire and satisfied with peace, my righteous ones. And I have caused them to dwell before me. But for the sinners, there is judgment impending with me, so that I shall destroy them from the face of the earth. And there I saw one who had a head of days, and his head was white like wool. And with him was another being whose countenance had the appearance of a man. 
and his face was full of graciousness, like one of the holy angels. And I asked the angel who went with me, and showed me all the hidden things concerning that son of man, who he was, and whence he was, and why he went with the head of days. And he answered and said unto me, This is the son of man, who hath righteousness, with whom dwelleth righteousness, and who revealeth all the treasures of that which is hidden. Because the Lord of spirits has chosen him, and whose lot hath the preeminence before the Lord of spirits in uprightness forever. And this Son of Man, whom thou hast seen, shall raise up the kings and the mighty from their seats, and the strong from their thrones, and shall loosen the reins of the strong, and break the teeth of the sinners. And he shall put down the kings from their thrones and kingdoms, Reserve the lot of the righteous, 
because they have hated and despised this world of unrighteousness, and have hated all its works and ways in the name of the Lord of spirits. For in his name they are saved, and according to his good pleasure hath it been in regard to their life. In these days, downcast in countenance shall the kings of the earth have become, and the strong who possess the land because of the works of their hands. For on the day of their anguish and affliction, they shall not be able to save themselves. And I will give them over into the hands of mine elect. As straw in the fire, so shall they burn before the face of the holy. As lead in the water, shall they sink before the face of the righteous. And no trace of them shall any more be found. And on the day of their affliction, there shall be rest on the earth, and before them they shall fall and not rise again, and there shall be no one to take them with his hands and raise them, for they have denied the Lord of the spirits and his anointed. The name of the Lord of spirits be blessed. For wisdom is poured out like water, and glory faileth not before him forevermore. For he is mighty in all the secrets of righteousness, and unrighteousness shall disappear as a shadow, and have no continuance. Because the elect one standeth before the Lord of spirits, and his glory is forever and ever, and his might unto all generations. And in him dwells the spirit of wisdom, the spirit which gives insight, and the spirit of understanding and of might, and the spirit of those who have fallen asleep in righteousness. And he shall judge the secret things, and none shall be able to utter a lying word before him. For he is the elect one before the Lord of spirits, according to his good pleasure. And in those days a change shall take place for the holy and elect, and the light of days shall abide upon them, and glory and honor shall turn to the holy. On the day of affliction, on which evil shall have been treasured up against the sinners. And the righteous shall be victorious in the name of the Lord of spirits. And he will cause the others to witness this, that they may repent and forego the works of their hands. They shall have no honor through the name of the Lord of spirits, yet through his name they shall be saved. And the Lord of spirits will have compassion on them, for his compassion is great. And he is righteous also in his judgment. And in the presence of his glory, unrighteousness also shall not maintain itself. At his judgment, the unrepentant shall perish before him. And from henceforth, I will have no mercy on them, saith the Lord of spirits. And in those days shall the earth also give back that which has been entrusted to it. And Sheol also shall give back that which it has received, and hell shall give back that which it owes. For in those days the elect one shall arise, and he shall choose the righteous and holy from among them. For the day has drawn nigh that they should be saved. And the elect one shall in those days sit on my throne, and his mouth shall pour forth all the secrets of wisdom and counsel. For the Lord of spirits has given them to him, and hath glorified him. And in those days shall the mountains leap like rams, and the hills also shall skip like rams satisfied with milk, and the faces of all the angels in heaven shall be lighted up with joy, and the earth shall rejoice, and the righteous shall dwell upon it, and the elect shall walk thereon.
And after those days, in that place where I had seen all the visions of that which is hidden, for I had been carried off in a whirlwind, and they had borne me towards the west, there mine eyes saw all the secret things of the heaven that shall be, a mountain of iron, and a mountain of copper, and a mountain of silver, and a mountain of gold, and a mountain of soft metal, and a mountain of lead. And I asked the angel who went with me, saying, What things are these which I have seen in secret? And he said unto me, All these things which thou hast seen shall serve the dominion of his anointed, that he may be potent and mighty on the earth. And that angel of peace answered, saying unto me, Wait a little, and there shall be revealed unto thee all the secret things which surround the Lord of spirits. And these mountains which thine eyes have seen, the mountain of iron, and the mountain of copper, and the mountain of silver, and the mountain of gold, and the mountain of soft metal, and the mountain of lead, all these shall be in the presence of the elect one as wax before the fire. And like the water which streams down from above upon these mountains, they shall become powerless before his feet. And it shall come to pass in those days that none shall be saved, either by gold or by silver. And none shall be able to escape. And there shall be no iron for war, nor shall one clothe oneself with a breastplate. Bronze shall be of no service, and tin shall be of no service, and shall not be esteemed and lead shall not be desired. And all these things shall be denied and destroyed from the face of the earth, when the elect one shall appear before the face of the Lord of Spirits. There mine eyes saw a deep valley with open mouths, and all who dwell on the earth, the sea and island, shall bring to him gifts and presents and tokens of homage. But that deep valley shall not become full. And their hands commit lawless deeds, and the sinners devour all whom they lawlessly oppress. Yet the sinners shall be destroyed before the face of the Lord of Spirits, and they shall be banished from off the face of his earth, and they shall perish forever and ever. And I saw all the angels of punishment abiding there, and preparing all the instruments of Satan. And I asked the angel of peace who went with me, For whom are they preparing these instruments? And he said unto me, they prepare these for the kings and the mighty of the earth, that they may be destroyed thereby. And after this, the righteous and elect one shall cause the house of his congregation to appear. Henceforth, they shall be no more hindered in the name of the Lord of Spirits. And these mountains shall not stand as the earth before his righteousness. But the hills shall be as a fountain of water, and the righteous shall have rest from the oppression of sinners. And I looked and turned to another part of the earth, and saw there a deep valley with burning fire. And they brought the kings and the mighty, and began to cast them into this deep valley. And there mine eyes saw how they made these their instruments, iron chains of immeasurable weight. And I asked the angel of peace who went with me, saying, For whom are these chains being prepared? And he said unto me, these are being prepared for the hosts of Azazel, so that they may take them and cast them into the abyss of complete condemnation, and they shall cover their jaws with rough stones, as the Lord of Spirits commanded. And Michael, and Gabriel, and Raphael, and Phanuel shall take hold of them on that great day, and cast them on that day into the burning furnace, 
that the Lord of the Spirits may take vengeance on them for their unrighteousness in becoming subject to Satan and leading astray those who dwell on the earth. And in those days shall punishment come from the Lord of Spirits, and he will open all the chambers of waters which are above the heavens, and of the fountains which are beneath the earth, and all the waters shall be joined with the waters. That which is above the heavens is the masculine, and the water which is beneath the earth is the feminine. And they shall destroy all who dwell on earth, and those who dwell under the ends of the heaven. And when they have recognized their unrighteousness which they have wrought on the earth, then by thee shall they perish. And after that the head of days repented and said, In vain have I destroyed all who dwell on the earth. And he sware by his great name, Henceforth I will not do so to all who dwell on earth. And I will set a sign in the heaven, and this shall be a pledge of good faith between me and them forever, so long as heaven is above the earth. And this is in accordance with my command. When I have desired to take hold of them by the hand of the angels on the day of tribulation and pain because of this, I will cause my chastisement and my wrath to abide upon them, saith God, the Lord of spirits. Ye mighty kings who dwell on the earth, ye shall have to behold mine elect one, how he sits on the throne of his glory and judges Azazel and all his associates and all his hosts in the name of the Lord of spirits. And I saw there the hosts of the angels of punishment going, and they held scourges and chains of iron and bronze. And I asked the angel of peace who went with me, saying, To whom are these who hold the scourges going? And he said unto me, To their elect and beloved ones, that they may be cast into the chasm of the abyss of the valley. And then that valley shall be filled with their elect and beloved, and the days of their lives shall be at an end, and the days of their leading astray shall not thenceforward be reckoned. And in those days the angels shall return, and hurl themselves to the east upon the Parthians and Medes. They shall stir up the kings, so that a spirit of unrest shall come upon them, and they shall rouse them from their thrones, that they might break forth as lions from their lairs, and as hungry wolves among their flocks. And they shall go up and tread underfoot the land of his elect ones. And the land of his elect ones shall be before them a threshing floor and a highway. But the city of my righteous shall be a hindrance to their horses, and they shall begin to fight among themselves. And their right hand shall be strong against themselves. And a man shall not know his brother, nor a son his father or mother, till there be no number of corpses through their slaughter. And their punishment be not in vain. In those days, Sheol shall open its jaws, and they shall be swallowed up therein, and their destruction shall be at an end. Sheol shall devour the sinners in the presence of the elect. And it came to pass after this that I saw another host of wagons, and men riding thereon, and coming on the winds from the east and from the west to the south. And the noise of their wagons was heard. And when this turmoil took place, the holy ones from heaven remarked it, and the pillars of the earth were moved from their place, and the sound thereof was heard from one end of heaven to the other, in one day, and they shall all fall down and worship the Lord of spirits. And this is the end of the second parable. And I began to speak the third parable concerning the righteous and elect. Blessed are ye, you righteous and elect, for glorious shall be your lot. 
and the righteous shall be in the light of the sun, and the elect in the light of eternal life. The days of their life shall be unending, and the days of the holy without number. And they shall seek the light and find righteousness with the Lord of spirits. And there shall be peace to the righteous in the name of the eternal Lord. And after this it shall be said to the holy in heaven that they should seek out the secrets of righteousness, the heritage of faith. For it has become bright as the sun upon earth, and the darkness is past, and there shall be a light that never endeth. And to a limit of days they shall not come, for the darkness shall have been destroyed, and the light established before the Lord of Spirits, and the light of uprightness established forever before the Lord of Spirits. In those days mine eyes saw the secrets of the lightnings, and of the lights, and the judgments they execute, and they lighten for a blessing or a curse, as the Lord of Spirits willeth. And there I saw the secrets of the thunder, and how when it resounds above in the heaven, the sound thereof is heard. And he caused me to see the judgments executed on the earth, whether they be for well-being and blessing, or for a curse, according to the word of the Lord of Spirits. And after that, all the secrets of the lights and lightning... Okay, one last time. I've been trying to upload an oath, the Jesuit oath, that explains what's happening in America. In the oath, they express their, their hatred for the Protestant faith, that the Protestants are their enemies, and that they are going to eliminate them in very diabolical ways. After the Civil War, after they assassinated Lincoln, they changed uh, the, the uh, uh, degree work and, and the message in the Masons to make them look like they were... Well, they're using them for a scapegoat now. There's two groups of Masons. There's the Free and Accepted Masons and the Prince Hall Masons. The Prince Hall Masons are who you see in Hollywood and in the music industry. The Free and Accepted Masons were the ones that protected the Protestant faith and established the Protestant nation. After the takeover, they changed the oath, even in the Library of Congress, to state that they, their enemies were the liberals and the Protestants when it used to say Masons and Protestants. I'm going to play this for you now. It's it's rather long. I'm going to play a good portion of it, but it's uh, the Jesuit Oath, Real World History, Exposing the Jesuit Order, and it covers a lot of this. So here we go. the part played by Rome in the war. Lincoln's final year and one of the main thoughts that occupied President Abraham Lincoln's mind was the part played by Rome in the war. Lincoln said repeatedly, never have been possible without the sinister influence of the Jesuits. We owe it to popery that we now see our land reddened with the blood of her noblest sons. This seems to be a strange statement by President Lincoln, considering what is taught today about the war between the states. Nothing is ever mentioned of a religious element in the war, or that the Pope and the Jesuit order were intimately involved. 
But Lincoln was not the only voice raised in opposition to the Pope's meddling in the affairs of this country at that time. Samuel Morse, the inventor of Morse code, traveled to Europe and Rome in 1830 to do his own investigation into the conspiracies hatched against America. After returning home to the United States, Morse wrote two books warning Americans of the threat from Rome. Morse would continue sounding the alarm throughout the 1800s and went to discuss the situation with Lincoln after his inauguration. Samuel Morse, of course, is the inventor of Morse code that was used for many, many years. And Samuel Morse wrote a book called Foreign Conspiracies Against the Liberties of the United States. It was published in 1835. And he shows in that book that the Holy Alliance and the Leupold Foundation out of Austria, controlled by the Jesuits, and the Jesuits themselves were the agents to overthrow the liberties of the United States, the Federal Republic of the United States, and to replace it with a papal centralized government as the Vatican is run. But today, one looks around us to see U.S. presidents and congressmen and women groveling before the Pope. Lincoln's words would seem ironic. Consider this also. In April 2008, the President of the United States, George W. Bush, rushed out to meet the Pope at his plane. Does this not seem to be odd behavior? For the first time in history, a U.S. president went out to meet a religious leader, or for that matter, any leader, upon his entry into the U.S. No president in the entire history of the United States has ever greeted a foreign diplomat like that, ever. They wait until they're brought into Washington or something. They don't go out on the tarmac. Um, this is a first. What makes this even more egregious is that the current pope is a former head of the Office of Inquisition and a former member of the Nazi party in his youth. You know that Cardinal Ratzinger was the Grand Inquisitor of the Vatican before he became Pope Benedict. You're aware of that. I assume other people are not aware of that. For a Jew, the Inquisition has such awful, awful memories. And we are inviting the head of the Inquisition to the Jewish state. I gave a lecture yesterday, and these are the points that I brought up. You don't invite the Grand Inquisitor to Israel. It's that simple. How did we go from a nation on the alert against the Pope and the Jesuits' desire to bring America down to one of accepting them as friends? Simply put, we have sold out. It has not gone unnoticed that several Protestant presidents have attended Mass and taken communion at Catholic churches. Since one cannot take communion at a Roman Catholic service if one is not Catholic, several presidents have misled their supporters into thinking they are Protestant when they are not. Furthermore, those in power are often Roman Catholics outright, so it is expected that they will obey orders from the Pope. From U.S. presidents, to kings and queens, to religious leaders throughout the world, those in power meet the Pope and bow down to him. Even when President Obama went to the Vatican in July 2009 to discuss the world economic situation, he too bowed to the Pope. Upon leaving, President Obama said, 
We look forward to a very strong relationship between our two countries. It is important to remember these words of President Obama and what they mean. The Pope is not just a spiritual ruler, he is a territorial ruler. The name of his country since 1929 is Vatican City. The Pope is a monarch. He actually, according to various books, uh, the Pope is the monarch of the world. Not just a religious leader, he is actually a political leader. The Vatican is actually a small area over in Rome whereby the Pope is the ruler of that small area. The actual name Vatican I found very interesting. It actually means uh, worship of the divine serpent. So we find that the, the very basis of the Vatican, the very word itself, means the worship of serpents. But from Rome's perspective, the Pope rules over more than Vatican City. He rules over the earth, both spiritually and materially, or temporally. According to the Roman Catholic teaching, the Pope can keep you out of heaven, and he has absolute authority over you on earth. And when I speak of the Pope, I speak of the papacy, that the papacy claims its two powers. Its first power is universal spiritual power over all individuals, that every person must be subject to the spiritual power of the Pope, that there is no salvation outside of the Catholic Church, which is the doctrine of the Council of Trent, as reaffirmed in the documents of Vatican II of the 1960s, still on the books of canon law. And the other power of the Pope, which is the second key, as you see the two keys in the Pope's flag with the triple crown, Lord of Heaven, Lord of Earth, Lord of Hell, and the two keys, spiritual power, the second key is the temporal power. And the temporal power is this, that the Pope believes he has the right to rule the government, the civil government of every nation. That temporal power has never been denied, it's never been disclaimed. But there is no question that the Pope wields both swords, both a spiritual sword that the public sees as well as a political sword, which most people do not see. So it is very interesting and unsettling to those who love freedom and the right to worship God as one sees fit, to see our leaders submitting to the Pope of Rome. Now let us revisit Lincoln's words. We have discussed the popes and the papacy, but what about the other group Lincoln mentioned? He spoke of the sinister influence of the Jesuits. Who are the Jesuits? Jesuits are a group of people that were raised up um, right around 1535, 1540. Their leader was Ignatius Loyola. They basically had two purposes. One purpose was to destroy the Protestant Reformation. Because as you remember, Martin Luther had appeared at the Diet of Worms in 1521, stood before Charles V and the Holy Roman Empire. And so the Catholic Church sought to stop the Protestant Reformation that Luther began, and they couldn't do it. And so about 20 years after Luther, stood at the Diet of Worms, the Jesuit order was created, and one of their purposes was to destroy every vestige of the Protestant Reformation, both in the religious realm, 
in the political realm and in the economic realm because the Protestant Reformation not only affected the religious arena, it also affected the political and the economic arenas as well. That was one goal of the Jesuit order. The other aspect was to restore the supremacy and dominance of the Pope throughout the world. The Jesuit order has directed popes concerning policy, both foreign and domestic, since 1540, in particular, since the Council of Trent. The Council of Trent, indeed, it, was a sta it started in 1545, it went for the next 18 years. That doesn't mean that they stayed there for 18 years. They met in different places, but over that period of time, the, the various leaders of the Catholic Church and the newly formed Jesuit order would come together from time to time and discuss how the Catholic Church would respond to the teachings of the Protestant Reformation. Would they accept them or would they completely reject them? So the doctrines that were being championed at the Reformation, the doctrines of grace, justification by grace through faith, justification by faith alone, sola scriptura, only the scriptures, uh, by grace alone, through faith alone, etc., etc. No baptismal regeneration. Um, uh, that there is only salvation in Christ. That we do not participate in our salvation. It's not a joint effort of man and God, etc., etc., etc. All the doctrines championed by the reformers were absolutely accursed and condemned and reprobated by the Council of Trent that the Jesuits really oversaw from 1545 to 1563. It was an 18-year council in the town of Trent, Italy, and that is the foundation of what we call the Counter-Reformation. And the Council of Trent laid out the, the focal point, the direction that the Catholic Church would go for the next four centuries. Basically, at the Council of Trent, they decided that tradition and what the Church Fathers of the Catholic Church taught would continue to be the sole authority in the Catholic Church. Now, of course, there's other aspects of that, other teachings that branch off from that, but that is the basic sum of the Council of Trent that tradition would still rule the Catholic Church. The anathemas that they have come out with that came from the Council of Trent to destroy heretics, to destroy those who would uphold the Word of God, those still live today. That's correct. The papacy has not rescinded any of the curses set forth in the Council of Trent. In fact, the Council of Trent ends and says, Accursed be all heretics. Accursed, accursed. Every pope has to swear to uphold the Council of Trent. And if you read the documents of Vatican II, put together by Abbott, it shows you right there that every pope must swear to uphold the Council of Trent, even though in the 60s, when they were calling heretics separated brethren, with that delusion and illusion, um, they still did uphold the Council of Trent, as well as all the former papal bulls condemning heretics and calling for kings to kill them out of their dominions, like the doctrines of Pius IV. The head of the Jesuits is the superior general of the order. He is called the Black Pope. The head of the Jesuit order is the Black Pope. The man who is currently there, he was just recently elected, Nicholas Adolphus, 
The Black Pope is the head of the Jesuit order. He is called the Black Pope not because he is of African origin, but because he is in the dark. We see the White Pope, we see Pope Benedict XVI, because he's visible and all the world knows who he is. But the Black Pope remains in the dark, behind the scenes, and so few people know he even exists. But that's why he's called the Black Pope, and he's the one who heads the Jesuit order. There is an ongoing war against anyone who resists the power of the Pope. And this war is directed by the Jesuits. This war is not waged openly by the Jesuits. The Society of Jesus moves in the shadows. They infiltrate and get others to do the dirty work of assassination. If armed conflict is needed, they use the army of one nation to bring a disobedient nation to its knees. The Jesuits would do that very thing. They were very intelligent. They're still very intelligent people. What they would do as they would infiltrate, they did it through economics, through the merchants. They would then come in, start teaching. They're, they were very wise people. They would then infiltrate not only into schools, but they then would infiltrate into local government and then rise up to higher government officials. We find that repeatedly in the book by Avril Manhattan called Vietnam, Why Did We Go? Where he talks about how they followed this exact plan throughout Southeast Asia. They did it in Japan. They did it in China. They did it in Korea. They did it in Vietnam. They did it all along the Pacific Rim. Well, eventually what would happen, you would have created Catholic cities where all the people in towns would become Catholics. Well, they would then try to put their Catholic ideals onto the major religious populace of a country. In the Far East, of course, the major religious populace would be the Buddhists. So these Catholics in these country, these converts to Catholicism, they would try to push their Catholicism on their Buddhist friends. And when the Buddhist friends rejected it, the Catholics would start to use force. Well, then the Buddhists would appeal to the local governments, the state governments, the national governments, and then there would be revolution. It got so bad in Japan that in 1639, the, the Japanese emperor, he said, no more Catholics, no more Europeans will come to our island again. And that ban stayed there for almost two centuries. This happened throughout the Far East and in other countries throughout the world. Why has this assault on the non-Catholic world been ignored by most people, especially Protestant ministers? Billy Graham is not, he didn't protest towards the latter part of his life. For the first part, I think he was solid when he first started. But along around the early 60s, his voice was silenced. 
Robert Schuler, uh, Paul Crouch, um, Hal Lindsey, um, Pat Robertson, James Dobson, all of these men, they're not protesting. What they have become is are agents, agents of Rome. I remember back when I was starting my student teaching, I was teaching seventh grade history to young people talking about the pilgrims and Puritans coming over to America. The book said absolutely nothing about why they were coming to America. And I was just reading, and I've got a book here called The uh, Rothschild uh, Money Trust, and also a book about the Rockefellers, The Rockefeller File by Gary Allen. But these people have set up trusts, and they have rewritten the history books. They have rewritten the history books so that uh, the seventh grade history book that I was teaching out of said nothing about the reformations. We have to remember that the papacy, and specifically the black pope, controls all high-level Freemasonry. That includes the Pope's Masonic Jewish Zionist running his Kingdom of Jerusalem. Uh, that includes the top Freemasons in this country, uh, the, especially the temple there in Washington, D.C. That includes all of your um, big evangelists. For example, Billy Graham is a 33rd degree Freemason. Now, I know the Billy Graham organization denies that, but it's still the truth because we know, according to the honest 33rd degree Freemason who was truly converted to Christ when he believed the gospel and was saved by the grace of God, his name was Jim Shaw, that when he was inducted into the order of the 33rd degree in Washington, D.C., he said there were two uh, former presidents there on that, uh, in that council, and uh, one of them was Gerald Ford, a 33rd degree Freemason, who pardoned Nixon, and the other was Jimmy Carter, 33rd degree Freemason. So there they are at the Grand Council. Another one was an international evangelist, which he later said, told uh, others that it was Billy Graham because the publisher refused to put Billy Graham's name in there. So Billy Graham was there. So Billy Graham is nothing more than the high-level Masonic shill for the papacy, which is also fraught with Freemasons, if you read the book In God's Name by, by David Yallop. And so we talk about Robert Schuller, for example. Robert Schuller's another 33rd degree Freemason. He went to Rome to get the Pope's blessing to build his crystal cathedral. And Robert Schuller is a personal friend of that, of the anti-white, hateful racist, Louis Farrakhan, who is another high-level Freemason who runs the Nation of Islam for the Archbishop of Chicago. So we have all these high-level Masonic leaders, black and white, of all these various different religions, working together for agitation among the peoples of this country, but never ever exposing the papacy as the true heart and soul and their, its real master. All of this sounds incredible. It becomes less so when one examines the oath of the Jesuits. We have to understand that these men have died to their own self-will. It's something a Christian should do. It's the way we should be. We have no life anymore. Our life is, we're dead with Christ and we're hidden God with him. When Christ is revealed, who is our life, then we shall be revealed with him in glory. We need to learn to die to ourselves and count our lives as nothing. That our only purpose is to do the will of our master. And when he's finished with, that, with us, then let us die. 
The Jesuits have done this, but they do it for the devil. And so they have completely been emptied of their own personalities and upon the order of their commander will do exactly what they're told. There's no such thing as a disobedient Jesuit. They're all under orders. They've been trained for 15 years. They're soldiers. They're more of a Marine Corps than the Marines. The Marines were fashioned after the Jesuit order. You break the man down in boot camp, you rob him of his personality, you shave his head, you put all the same clothes on him, they're all treated the same, they're treated like dirt, we're going to rob you of your will so that we can mold you into what we want you. That's all Jesuit. So, this is how they think. And given the order, they will kill you, me, themselves, their mother, anything they're ordered to do, that is what they will do. We're going to bring down 9-11 today, gentlemen. Okay, give me the order, what we do, what button we push, do I need to be inside, outside, what is it? And that's what they'll do. We need to bring down the Pentagon today. We need to blow up the Arizona in, in Pearl Harbor in 1941. Okay, I'll be there. What's my orders? They're all under orders. And this is why you can have no country with a Jesuit presence in it. They have to be expelled. And all their agents that they work through must be expelled. And this is exactly what Tsar Alexander I did in 1820. He kicked out all the Jesuits out of Russia. In 1822, he shut down all the Masonic lodges. And in 1825, he was poisoned. So this is the Jesuit mindset, and we have to... We should read the spiritual exercises. We should read some of their works. We need to read the Jesuit doctrines of regicide, how it's no murder to kill a heretic, how it's okay to lie, cheat, and steal, how it's okay to kill your enemy, how it's okay to kill a woman that you commit adultery with. If she should want to tell on you, you can kill her. It's all right in there in their canon law. It's okay to steal. The whole world is their candy shop where they can steal everything they can get their hands on to consolidate it under the power of the Jesuit order. And if that means killing kings or sinking ships, even if it causes their own death, they do it for the greater glory of God. Ad majorium de gloriam. When a Jesuit priest is elevated to a position of high command, he has administered what is called the Jesuit Extreme Oath of Induction. This oath has been called the fourth vow, or the blood oath, given to those in the Society of Jesus besides the traditional vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. A copy of the extreme oath can be found in the congressional record. I want to read a statement to you, uh, which is the Jesuit oath. It says, this is the Jesuit oath. I do further promise and declare that I will have no opinion or will of my own, that's from the spiritual exercises of Loyola, or any mental reservation whatever, even as a corpse or cadaver, but will unhesitatingly obey each and every command that I may receive from my superiors in the militia of the Pope. I furthermore promise and declare that I will make and wage relentless war as I am directed to do to extirpate and exterminate Protestants and liberals from the face of the whole earth. I will neither spare age, sex, or condition. I will hang, burn, waste, boil, flay, strangle, and bury alive these infamous heretics, rip up the stomachs and wombs of their women, and crush their infants' heads against the wall in order to annihilate forever their execrable race. And then it goes on. The point being, 
throughout the history of the Jesuit order. They will shoot, they will burn, they will flay, they will do whatever it takes to destroy anybody who stands in the way of what they want to do. In 2009, the Jesuit general was confronted about the oath. Um, one of the things in your, in your Jesuit high oath, I think it is, it says something about, furthermore, you promise to declare that we'll, at the first opportunity, um, seek war at any opportunity against heretics, Protestants, liberals. See here? And that, that uh, you will spare neither age nor sex nor condition, and I will hang, waste, boil, flaze. You've never seen this before? Strangle, bury alive, and it's horrible. And I was like, look, it's... It's in the congressional record. Does the oath and activities of the Jesuit reflect anything Christian? Or is it as Jesus said, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. What else do we know about the Jesuits? They have been thrown out of 83 countries over the last 500 years. That is correct. 83 countries have physically removed them. And why was it necessary to remove them? In a word, power. The Jesuits have throughout history sought to take over and control every country in which they reside. Since their beginning in 1540, the Jesuits' power grew until they controlled the papacy, the Roman Catholic Church, and many of the governments of the world. In 1773, all of that changed. One by one, countries began to expel the Jesuits from their borders. This culminated in the suppression or abolishment of the Jesuits in 1773. In that year, Pope Clement XIV officially disbanded the order forever. This providential act enabled a nation based on religious liberty to be formed, the United States of America. At the same time in history as the Jesuits were suppressed, the American Revolution occurred. Many believe this was no accident, but an act of God. I see the suppression of the Jesuits as providential because without the suppression of the Jesuit order, there is no successful American Revolution, period. We have to understand that the Protestants and the Baptists of Europe had been persecuted in excess of 200 years, crying out to the Lord for some place to live where they could worship him and seek his face and be obedient to his word. That nothing else was more important to them than that. And so as a result, the Lord answered their prayers and opened up North America to them in the 1600s, but ultimately to get a government that would protect them in their rights, freedom of worship, freedom of press, freedom of conscience, freedom of self-defense, in what came to be the American Bill of Rights and, of course, the U.S. Constitution. So without the suppression of the Jesuit order, there is no uh, escape for us out of Europe into North America to start a free nation where we can worship God according to the dictates of our conscience. As the Americans were determining and setting up a constitution 
where Protestant principles would reign, where freedom of religion would reign, where people would have the right to bear arms, where people would have a right to a fair trial, where all of these principles are being laid down, the Jesuit order is abolished. If the Jesuit order had not been abolished in 1773, and as they watched a Protestant country rising up in the Western Hemisphere, the Jesuit order would have used not only England, who they did use in the American Revolution, they would have used France, they would have used Spain, they would have used Portugal, because those were all Catholic countries. They would have used all those countries to destroy this growing Protestant nation, and it would never have been established. Having had their power and influence greatly diminished, the Jesuits were unable to stop the American colonies from establishing a Protestant Republic. That is to say, the Jesuits were in no condition to coordinate a crusade against the new Protestant Republic as they had done with England in 1588 by using the Spanish Armada. But the Jesuits had one ace in the hole. Many of the founding fathers were deists and Freemasons. They attended church services and publicly paid homage to the God of the Bible. But in reality, they did not believe in miracles or the divinity of Jesus Christ. Their God was the great architect of the universe, not the God of the Bible. Thomas Jefferson went so far as to create his own Bible by cutting out verses he agreed with and pasting them into a blank book. The verses Jefferson believed in were those where Jesus speaks of morality and loving others. Miracles such as the virgin birth or oh. Jesus' resurrection. Okay, I'm going to interrupt right there. What he said is not true. The uh, Masons had formed, and they were the protectors of the Protestant faith. I mean, you can go back and read War and Peace and about how the Masons were spreading the Protestant faith. They were not deists until after the Civil War. Uh, Jefferson bought two Bibles, which is true, and he was cutting the miracles out because there were so many people in America that did not believe in Christian, the Christian faith, that he wanted to create a book of morality so that they would at least live according to the righteous rules of the scripture. And that was his intent. He was creating a book of morality for the people of the United States so that we could all live in peace and harmony. And that's the truth. But the liberal slant on it uh, that they've placed on it is that he's a deist or he's it or this or that. That didn't even come into play until after the Civil War, after uh, Pike rewrote all the uh, degree work. Action ...were omitted since they were considered fables. Freemasons like Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Paine had little regard for the divine miracle-working Jesus of the Bible. Thomas Paine, author of the famous pamphlet, Common Sense, wrote a book called The Age of Reason. In it, Paine says, Jesus Christ wrote no account of himself. The history of him is altogether the work of other people. And as to the account given of his resurrection and ascension, it was the necessary counterpart to the story of his birth. 
His historians, having brought him into the world in a supernatural manner, were obliged to take him out again in the same manner. Thus, when it came time to create a document... So I want to emphasize right there that the Jesuits can place into our history anything they want, any statement, and claim that it was made by a founding father. The whole time I was growing up, our founding fathers were Christian, dedicated to the Christian faith. As they started the destruction of America, they started claiming that we were a beast nation founded on satanic principles, and they had already established the, the pentagram in Washington, D.C. And all this had taken, even the, the, the Statue of Liberty was sent over by the uh, a Jesuit uh, uh, sculptor. And all that is part of the deception in order, I mean, this is a long, long takedown planned over hundreds of years, which most people can't understand because they can only comprehend what one person can do in one lifetime. So they don't understand that this order has been plotting this for 1,500 years. And uh, uh, longer than that, matter of fact, the, the, the law that they used to take over countries is uh, etched on a black stone in uh, Mesopotamia, or it was Babylon. It was the law of business. And now, in, in Jesuit universities, they teach the Jesuit, or the, the Catholic business system, which they use to take over the world. That's why the Bible says you can't serve God and mammon. Uh, the Jesuits moved into China oh, hundreds of years ago and formed a relationship. And now we're watching them go after, not only they, they go after some Catholics, but they go after the Catholics that aren't Jesuit. They use the book created by Jesuits on factories, on how to use slave labor and, 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 and create business to take the business away from America to, to destroy our manufacturing and to steal the wealth of the United States in order that we could be taken down while they changed the Bible and changed uh, our faith with false doctrine. And this is a long process, and we're, we're getting very close to the end of it. That would unite these colonies into one country, the Jesuits had an idea many preferred. It was called religious liberty. The First Amendment to the Constitution would allow all religions to exist in America, not just religions based on the Protestant Bible. In the new American Republic, Roman Catholicism was allowed to coexist with the Protestant denominations, as well as the deistic Freemasons. But most importantly, the Roman Catholics were allowed to vote just like any other citizens. This was key, as we shall see later on. For as their numbers increased, Roman Catholics could put in power other Roman Catholics, or those who were sympathetic to them, and change the nation from within. After the uh, Revolutionary War, voting rights of Catholics did change. Uh, we know that one of the signers of the Constitution was a Roman Catholic. There was only one, uh, Mr. Carroll. But nonetheless, it made it look like a place for Roman Catholics to come, as well as Protestants to have religious liberty, which is absurd. The Roman Catholic people had been used by the priests to kill us for centuries.
and so why not stay in Europe? Well, they were being used by the Jesuits to come here to ultimately then take over political power and then submit North America to the feet of the Pope. Turning from the happenings with the American colonies, let us take a moment to investigate what the Jesuits were up to in Europe after their suppression. As we might guess, the Jesuits were not idle. They decided to seek revenge against those who had turned on them, specifically a traitorous pope and the Catholic monarchs of Europe. In 1774, a year after the Jesuits were disbanded forever, Pope Clement XIV had suppressed the Jesuits. And uh, a short time later, he was poisoned. Poison is a big thing with these guys. Pope Clement stated, Alas, I knew they would poison me, but I did not expect to die in so slow and cruel a manner. A post-mortem examination of his body revealed the presence of a poison. Thus, the Jesuits rid themselves of a troublesome pope. The vendetta on the Catholic monarchs of Europe was approached in a less obvious manner. Cleverly, the Jesuits determined not to act in their own name, but decided to work through front groups and to have them take the blame for their revenge. In this way, the Jesuits would continue to appear to be disbanded and innocent of any involvement in the matter. The first front group the Jesuits used was called the Illuminati. The Illuminati was organized in Bavaria by a Jesuit professor, Adam Weishaupt, on May 1, 1776, just three years after the Jesuits were disbanded. Many sources only casually mention that Weishaupt was a former Jesuit. Okay, I'm going to end it right there. I'm going to add this link to this video to the description box of this uh, podcast so you can listen to the rest of it. Search out the uh, PDF copy of the Jesuit Oath and you'll see the European nations, which were basically where the Protestant Reformation took place, being listed as those that they were going to destroy. The very nations that are overrun with immigrants and uh, being destroyed with this current policy that's been established uh, uh, from Harvard University. But uh, it'll be in there. The... uh, let me think if there's anything else I need to cover. Uh, well, you'll search and you will find. Pray and God will reveal, reveal it to you. God bless you all. Uh, please, give, when you're praying, add me to your prayer list. And uh, you all have a wonderful day. Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome to an episode of End Time America. My name is Michael Pierce. If you're asleep, you're not seeing anything. If you're somewhat awake, you see two sides to what's happening. And you believe that one side's good and one side's bad. If you're a true Christian, you're above it all. And you're looking down at two sides, one totally evil, one side, the leadership's totally evil, the people are blind, they're deceived sheep, 
being led to a slaughter. And that was the plan the whole time. I mean, you can go research everything that's happening. You can find the paperwork. You can, if you research, you can find anything you want on what's happening, and, and it's right out in the open. But most people are caught up in a lackadaisical attitude. They don't want anything to disturb their daily routine of waking up, going to work, coming home, popping a beer and watching watching TV. And what I'm going to tell you, most people can't even comprehend because they, no matter which side you're on, you don't see it the way that it actually is because both sides are totally in the dark. Both sides are totally deceived. And when I get to the end of this broadcast today, I'll, I'll point you in a direction to where you can find something that verifies that. Scripture tells us that we're to love even our enemies. And we are. We live in a horrible time. We live in a time that was described most recently by a German who stated America is finally waking up to the point, to the fact that one third of its people will kill another third while another third watches, just like Germany. We've got people that are in service to this government through all of its deceptive agencies who have now moved their sights onto Christians who they call doomsdayers. That, that's the latest term I think they, they've used to twist and destroy the, the Christian faith and, and, the, and the views of people that don't hold to the scripture. They call us doomsdayers. It's an insult. The deceived people will readily throw at you to shut you up and try to downgrade Christianity and and the fact of where we're at in prophecy. It's being used to cover up all kinds of crimes against the Constitution. It's being used to cover up the takeover and destruction of our own nation. There was a CIA uh, leader, the head of the CIA, that said that we'll know that our uh, program of deception will be effective when everything the American people believe is a lie. And we are there. Everything you think you know about the government, everything you think you know about our society is now a lie. And... If you're in government, if you're in a, a state agency, a, a county agency, a city agency, you took an oath to defend and protect the Constitution of this country. And now what you're doing is you're protecting the enemies of America, the enemies of the Constitution. You're protecting the people that are planning to eliminate the American people. And you're, you're violating your oaths 
to protect these people while they commit serious crimes against the American people. I've gone over this before. I've told you about David Wilkerson's vision. If you haven't ever seen it, go watch. Just look up David Wilkerson's vision. It's from like 1978. He's seen what was going to happen in America. and, and, And he's seen the fact that they were going to use slander and lies and deception to convince people that those that are closest to God, that are trying to wake people up, that are trying to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, that are telling you the truth, they're lying about them, claiming they're criminals, claiming they're, they're, they've done some type of evil act. And then they pass that on down the line to local agencies and then even to the neighborhood groups who they use to, uh, I don't think they do anything but harass and watch. But the backside of this, what the federal government is doing through private agencies using DARPA technology, which you can also research and find all the patents. They're destroying people's lives. I sat and watched a special operations officer in the White House when the president signed the uh, order to to throw money into research and uh, involving the, the suicide rate in the military. Now, I I was watching this live, and I remember after it was signed, this officer walked over and shook President Trump's hand. And what came out of his mouth will stun you, and it's been scrubbed from the Internet and from all media. But that Special Forces Operations man made the statement to President Trump, and this is exactly what he said. He said, Mr. President Trump, thank you. Maybe now we can find out what that buzz sound is. And they scrubbed it from everywhere. I, I watched a video, uh, a gentleman who had a recording in the mountains. And he recorded a sound that's nationwide. It's it's covering the whole nation and using techniques of you know canceling canceling certain sounds and 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 uh, fine tuning others. He finally was able to decipher a message that's being pumped out into this electric signal, this buzz sound, and inside it was a voice telling people to kill themselves. This is the type of stuff we're, we're up against right now. We're up against total evil. And the problem with the people is they cannot believe. It's, it's so evil. What's going on is they cannot believe that it can actually happen. They cannot believe that our own government will not protect us from this. This has been going on for 2,000 years. 
good against evil. This has been a plan of the forces that are supported by the Antichrist and by Satan himself. Want to annihilate and wipe out the children of the promise. To destroy God's plan, he's got to eliminate the saints of God. There's particular groups that are involved. And they all, everything points back to one specific group that's behind this. They're going to tell you it's the Masons, or it's this, or it's the Satanists, or it's the witches, or it's all this stuff. Those are just pawns. There's a group behind it all who are using people as scapegoats to protect themselves should something go wrong and it not work out in their favor. And they've done that after every conflict that we faced in this world. Every conflict. And you know what's interesting is when you look at the book of Revelation or the book of Daniel or throughout the Bible, it talks about the beast, this beast that's risen. And it tells you it's a, it's a, uh, the beast is red. And there's a woman in scarlet. Well, if you think about it, what does red represent in this world? Communism. And a woman who is the false church, who's drinking a cup full of the blood of the saints, a false church that's embedded with communism. We're in very serious times, and we are out of time. We are totally out of time. And I, I really don't know what to tell you other than Scripture tells us that we're fighting against principalities and powers. And the modern-day church has spiritualized everything into these Think, telling people that we're fighting against demons and, and ghosts. Principalities are governments. When a government steps foot outside of righteousness, when a government leaves the constitutional law, we as Christians are supposed to stand and confront that. We're Christians. We confront things through prayer and by verbally admonishing them. We are supposed to stand up for righteousness. We are to love our neighbors. We are to love everybody. And that's what one of Satan's biggest trick. He's moved the, most of the people involved in supporting this effort that are harassing and torturing and following and trying to frame Christians that know the truth that they call conspiracy theorists or they call wackos or they call crazy or they call them some type of criminal. These people that are deceived, that are doing this, a lot of them are Christians. A lot of these groups meet at these churches, your neighborhood churches. These are the people that are going to look up when Christ returns. And they're going to be saying to themselves, well, whose names were written in the Lamb's Book of Life? I thought we were doing good. I thought we were got, 
Christians. I thought we were, and what does it say? It says they're going to turn you over thinking they're doing God a service. It's because they don't read. They don't, because they fail to turn to the love of the truth. Because they fail to read the scripture and form a relationship with God through prayer. Scripture says, let no man teach you but God. It's through your your study of the word of God by consuming the blood and, and the flesh of Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, and the word became flesh. The word, by consuming the word, you're putting new wine in an old wineskin. You're renewing your mind to that of of God. You're taking on God's point of view. There's so many pastors that have never read. I, I, I know pastors that have ministered and gone out and tried to evangelize for 20 and 30 years and they they never read the Bible. And they shun the book of Revelation and prophecy. And the Bible tells us flat out that if we read those books and study those books, there's a special blessing for us. It tells us we're not going to be in the dark. That we will know the time, the season, when, when we will know within weeks of when Christ is coming back. We're not going to know the day or the hour is what it says. And I can tell you it's getting very close. And I can tell you what brings him back. And what's going to bring him back is what's taking place right now. If you're caught up in this 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 facade that they're using, they got one third of the people that are going to work and they think there's a virus and they think that uh, uh, anybody that doesn't follow the government, they're going to follow the government no matter what because they want to maintain their normalcy bias. They want to live life. They don't want to give up the life they've known all, you know, since childhood. So they're not going to believe anything is happening until... Until the stars are falling from the sky and the earth is quaking and the mountains are disappearing. That's when they'll start to realize that there's something wrong. That maybe they miscalculated. I'm telling you, we are in the last days of the tribulation. We are in the end of the tribulation right now. We are at the time, the very beginning at the time of Jacob's trouble. You watching what's happening in Australia? The military is getting ready to go door to door to grab people out of their houses and force vaccinate them. And they're training to take them down no matter what. Chase them if they have to. And what are they saying? If you, if you don't if you don't take this mark, they're going to make your life really miserable. If you don't take this vaccine, they're going to make your life really miserable. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. What's the Bible say? If you don't take the mark of the beast, you will not be able to buy or sell. 
Oh, it's not a mark. It's it's a vaccine. It's not a mark because they're not telling you it's it's the mark. It's they got to use the words. No, the Bible says they're going to be deceived. It says there's going to be such a great deception that even the elect will fall for it. What do you think's going on? Satan is not omnipotent like God. He doesn't know where you're at, what you're doing. He can't read your thoughts. But with this modern technology, he becomes omnipotent. He can totally control people. He can remove people that he doesn't want. What was that one dream I, I, I posted in the description? But this lady had a dream about the end times that, that people were forced to, to take it in a uh, mark through an in, uh, uh, an injection, and and then they were linked into this computer. So that these she's seen these people in this like control tower with these computers, and they could see people, they could see what they were thinking and what they were doing, and they were watching this guy who was scared, and he wanted to get this thing out of him. So he was looking for the Christians, the remaining Christians on earth, and he was he, he was running down the road, and one of the guys in the control tower said, okay, that's it, that's enough, go ahead and remove him, and they pushed a button, the guy just turned into spray. Then she's seen other people that had made it to the Christian camp, and they were trying, they, they had come up with a way to to remove this stuff from detox, a lot of it's metals, and basically that's what's happening. If you don't know the Word of God, you're not going to see this. And even if you know the Word of God, a little bit of it, and you're not praying, you're not going to see this. I know Christians that have been Christians all their life that cannot see this. They are so blind. Trust science. I, all what is it in uh, the, the 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 Illuminati doctrine was to to create was set up to create a system to destroy Christianity using science. And in the New World Order plan, it talks about how they're going to use false research and false papers to change our laws. They're just going to write up lies and say, well, see, this is why we can't let people have pain medicine. We don't want them to live more than a couple of years. Why they're taking antibiotics from our food supply because they want to make our food supply unsafe, but they're come up with this here weird all you know things have been going the same for years there's not been any, there was not any new diseases diseases don't mutate there's nothing un new under the sun but to put fear in everybody we got we had 9-11 then we had terrorism and then we Gave more power to them, gave up more of our freedom to them because we had this fear of terrorism. And then all of a sudden they started creating these scenarios and trying to throw it back on the, the white American Christians. And now all of a sudden 
the terrorist threat is the white American Christians and the illegals are okay. Now they're bringing illegals into this country as fast as they can because they're getting ready to make sure the white American people can't work. And they need people here to hold up the economy so they don't fluctuate and don't lose the country. So they can keep the country going even though they get rid of the people. What was it scripture talks about Israel being reduced by two-thirds? It talks about a great genocide. All the doctors and nurses that are out, they're telling telling people that look, this 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 is designed to just to destroy your immunity, your 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 body systems, and then all of a sudden in a year they're gonna come out with a flu and everybody's just gonna drop like flies. Why do you think they got these black coffins lined up all over the cities? Then we got Biden, who's such a all these people that are you had the Clintons that are selling our 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 uranium to the Russians. Biden's what they do? They pulled our troops off of the uh, what is that lithium deposit in Afghanistan because they'd already hadn't paid for giving it to China. And the day after the, the the Americans moved out, they rushed them out. The heck with heck with the Christians, let them all die because we're going to get rich off this lithium deposit. They sold it to China. Now China's selling Elon Musk the the lithium he needs for his satellites and all of his space program and stuff. <clears throat> They're dismantling us and giving up all of our natural resources, everything that God has put into our hands, they're giving away to our enemies. I just listened to, uh, I forget that pastor's name, but he had a dream a few years ago about our southern border. He talked about how these uh, violent, satanic, evil groups are going to come across and and they were going to hit some of these ranches, and the, the things they were going to do to the people would be so terrible, it would strike fear throughout the whole nation. And that, uh, that the people would rise up, and the states were going to run our federal agencies out. We were going to chase everybody out that had anything to do with the federal government. Because the federal government's totally corrupt. The federal government is the enemy of the American people and the Constitution. And they have their fingers in every state, and they have control over the police, the fire department, all the way down to your neighborhood watch. Now, they got their fingers in every state like that. How are you going to stand against them? That, that was their whole plan, to make it impossible for you to stand against them. What's the Bible say? Who can stand against the beast? Because of its technology, its electronic uh, warfare system, it's it's uh, which was established by a Satanist at the Pentagon. He came up with the the uh, manual for electronic warfare. And that's what they're using on the American people now. They they can turn a whole they can make a whole city riot. Yeah, all they got to do is create a piece of news, let the media push it, and then they pump a certain feeling into them with their electronics, and then people just go to pieces. 
we as Christians have to pray. But before you can pray, you have to understand. If you don't understand there's a problem, then you are the problem. If you don't see what's happening, you have no discernment, and you'd better worry about your salvation. If you're not being persecuted, what's it say about persecution? It says persecution, in the end, persecution you're going to be confronted with is a token. What does token mean? Token translated means sign. Persecution is a sign that you are a Christian, saved by grace, that you are a child of God. All the churches are teaching the Christians, if if you're being persecuted, then you're doing something wrong. You don't want to be persecuted. Well, I'm sorry. The Bible says it's a sign that God is in your life. And he's going to use the persecution, the torture, and the things that people do to you as justification to bring tribulation against those that are torturing you. When scripture says that, now you got to go back to the original scripture. But it talks about how uh, the Antichrist is going to be so deceptive that the whole world's going to love him. They're going to make him king of Israel, the country, not the people. And remember, the Jews are in charge of that. Everybody thinks that the Jews are Israel. No, the Jews are the tribe of Judah. Everybody thinks that's the whole kit and caboodle. No, it's not. It talks about how the Antichrist is going to come on the scene. He's going to be, at at first, he's going to love people. This is from the first century Christians, the first couple hundred years of the church. They're saying that, look, Antichrist is going to love people. He's going to treat the homeless well. He's going to hate sin and hate evil. And then what they say happens is when when he eliminates the deceived church, the Christians that aided him in, in gaining power, when he eliminates them, then everybody's going to see him as being the man of lawlessness. And the, the man of lawlessness is revealed, just as Scripture says. It says, uh, those that let will let until they be taken out of the way. So those that are deceived will let and help and support the system. This evil system, because they're deceived, they're blind. They're blind. In another scripture, it talks about these blind sheep. And what it says is that at first, they're going to judge. God's going to judge the angels. Then he's going to judge the 70 shepherds. All of them are going into the pit of fire. Then following them are the blind sheep, the deceived church, the Christians that let until they be removed. The Christians that supported the move of the Antichrist, the Christians that betrayed their brothers and sisters, the Christians that left the truth of the gospel when the gospel says you're to love your neighbor, do good to those in your community, 
not spread rumors and lies, not cause any harm, not to do evil. The Bible lays out how we're to treat each other, but now they're caught up with this patriot system, patriot act. They use patriotism to to deceive the church. So now they're caught up into this here to where they think they're doing God a service by harassing the people or watching the people that the government says is bad. Now, who's the accuser of the brethren? It's Satan. The accuser of the brethren is Satan. So if you're involved in accusing somebody, harassing somebody, doing anything malicious to somebody, then you're... You, your name has been taken from the Lamb's Book of Life. That's just simple. It's what's in the gospel. It's what's in the Bible. It says God hates these things. And it says right after, those that let will let until they be taken out of the way. And then it talks about the saints, the ones that remain, the ones that continue until the end. And the fact that they use these blind sheep to create so much harm against the church is what brings Jesus Christ back. That gives gives him justification to return and bring judgment And what's it say? It says, those that are attacking the saints, those that are harassing, those that are doing evil to the saints of God, God's going to open a door. And what they're doing to us is going to befall them. That's how God works. Whatever they're planning to do to us, it's going to happen to them. God's going to open that door. Even in the scripture, it talks about this false prophet or this false church and everybody knows it's pope several years ago somebody asked pope what are you going to do towards the end it says in scripture that you're going to be killed well that's what it says in revelation what was it chapter 18 or something like that it talks about this false prophet it says that they they had brought in this uni, uni, unification of all these different faiths. But this group of people, they despised that religion there because they were the, that's a false church and they're claiming to be Christians. So they despise anything but their own. And it talks about in that chapter how they're going to just turn against their leader, the leader that brought this one world church together. Well, they're going to turn against them. They're going to burn Rome. They're going to burn the Vatican. And they're going to kill the Pope. The Pope even knows that's going to happen. What was it he said when he was asked that question? He said, I hope it don't hurt. Isn't that something? To know your evil and to continue doing it. To know that you're committing uh, evil acts according to scripture. That you're leading people astray away from God. 
That's why the that's why the Catholic Church says the Pope said a few years ago you should listen to me instead of the Word of God. You shouldn't be reading the Bible. The Word of God is the enemy of the Catholic Church. They tried to bury it for 500 years. They would kill anybody caught with a copy. The first Protestant reformers were priests in five different orders of priests. Boy, I just don't know what to tell you. I, I, I can tell you this. If you go and, and, and there's little tidbits all through the Bible that lend to the truth, but it's hidden because they got everybody believing this false doctrine about a rapture. So when you read the Bible, you're, you've already got this preconceived idea. So you're trying to make everything you read fit into what they pro- programmed you to believe. Well, it's a lie. using those lies and those deceptions and programming you to believe a certain way and and feeding doctrine into you like God's in charge. There's nothing you need to do. You just need to trust God, removing you from being the body of Christ and acting in a proper way and, and loving your neighbor, loving your enemies, doing good for those that persecute you, trying to do your best to be an example of love in this world. So you, you've got this preconceived idea so you don't get the truth because the Bible says unless you come to me as little children, empty, void of any knowledge, any conception, any conceived idea of what the Bible is. If you don't come to him totally empty and let him teach you and you read the word and let God form a relationship with you so that you can hear his voice, if you don't get to that point, then you're you you don't have enough oil in your lamp. If you're following after men instead of God, you don't have enough oil in your lamp. If you're trusting the return of a man instead of the return of Christ, you don't have enough oil in your lamp. I cannot express to you how important it is for you to read the Word of God, to repent, repent so that God can raise you from the dead, repent so that He can remove the blinders from your eyes and you can understand the Word of God. Throw all your preconceived ideas of rapture or notions about what you've been told about what's going to happen in this world and study and through prayer and asking God to give you wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and discernment and let him show you what the word of God says. That's why it's so dangerous to the Catholic Church and to the ones that want to destroy this country. It's dangerous for you to read the Bible and not accept what they're pushing on you. 
a lot of churches won't let you represent them unless you've been to their training and they teach you what they want you to believe, which is contrary to what the gospel says. You're learning the ideas of man. You're learning, you're, you're being programmed into a, a man, a, a church of man, which is a government church, 501c3, that's teaching appropriate doctrine for the rise of the Antichrist and the deception and destruction of the United States. When you read the Bible and really seek God and throw out all the ideas that you had about what's right and what's wrong and what true doctrine is, then God can show you the truth of the scripture. He can you you become overflowing with his word you 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 learn his ideas and what he wanted to have happen instead of what these globalists wanted to have happen in this false church most of these churches have already submitted to the catholic church the catholic church has been trying to destroy america since it was founded to get even with france for helping us they started the French Revolution, and they used the guillotine on everybody that they felt was responsible for providing aid to America and anybody that stood in their way. And they created a democracy without God to mock America. That was the price that France paid for helping us become the only Christian country founded on Christianity in the world. That's the price they paid for helping us. Satan was right there to wipe them out. That's a high price. That's a very high price. As I'm making this podcast i'm being pumped with microwaves right now it's very high it's very very high by the same evil people that are trying to destroy this country deceived americans who've been maybe they were told i was a bad guy or maybe they know the truth and they're just telling the police department that i'm a bad guy and tell them to stay away from me so they can do whatever they want to me. These people are Satanists. These people are connected with the evil, the worst side of evil in this country. And they have control over our law enforcement. Because our law enforcement, if they say we need to back you to back up so we got free range here and we need everybody to cooperate with us. Now these are Satanists that are exercising authority over the sheriff and over the government. When the sheriff should be throwing them out for violating the rights of their the, the citizens under their under their control. These people are evil. I'm, I've told you the stories. I told you what they did to me. They tried they've tried to wipe me out a few times because of the, the amount of research I've done and stuff is kind of a threat to them, so they don't like me talking. 
I mean, I went back and I I was worried, as scripture says, it says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I was worried because everything I was hearing in church was different than what I heard as a kid. All the history that I believed as a kid had been changed. So I thought, wow, I need to really find out who the Antichrist is, what the false church is. So I went all the way back to the original sources. I went back to the first century church. Jesus Christ. I found documents written by people about Christ sent to the Caesar, sent to other powerful leaders, even describing what he looked like. I researched what the first century Christians taught about the end time. And then I went back to Adam and Eve because I wanted to understand that better. And then I found something really awesome. You know, before the flood, Methuselah, I think it was Methuselah, had had was given three books by Enoch. Well, one of those books is the is called the Books of the Acts of Man, and it was a dream that was that that they had as a young young man. And that dream, what it was, was in the, in the dream, the people of the earth were represented by animals. So you had wolves, which were evil. You had, uh, 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 you know, different animals, which were evil and stuff. And, and some animals, you need to look into the scripture and find out what they represent and, and to, to make sense of the story. But uh, it, he had a dream using animals that describe the future flood, the, the exodus from Egypt, the coming of Jesus Christ, all the way up to end time. In this dream, the, the acts of men, all, all everything that was going to happen in the future. He had a dream, and that was a book that was compiled pre-flood. It was carried by Noah, on the ark was the book of Enoch and the book of the acts of men. And you can still read it today. And the funny thing about it is if you pray for discernment, you'll start, you'll read it a few times and you'll start to pick out, okay, there it's talking about the flood and start remembering what the animals were that were involved and what, what the bulls were and what the, uh, all the different animals they used. You need to write this stuff down while you're reading. And then you get down to the few chapters where it's talking about the end time. And it's talking about 70, 70 uh, shepherds, which are 70 countries. And you can go look. Israel records 70 nations that are trying to divide Israel right now. 70 nations. 70 shepherds. That they kill too many of the sheep. Makes God angry. Read what happens. Well, it's about chapters around 98, 89, chapter 89 or 91. Uh, it's it's the uh, the prophecy of, of animals. And it's what it's called or the dream of animals or something. One, one of those titles. But go through that and read that and see if you can understand it. And then see what happens to the, the Bible. All through the Bible, it tells us that evil is going to be removed from earth. And it tells us that whatever they're planning on doing to us is, is going to happen to them. It's going to happen to them.
they're planning on eliminating us, they're going to be eliminated. They're planning on locking us up and bringing us into slavery. The Bible says they're going into slavery. All we got to do is praise God. We don't have to raise a finger. All we got to do is pray. And while they're facing up to destroy us, there'll be somebody coming up their backside that's going to take care of them. I promise you. All we got to do is keep our eyes on Jesus Christ and that cross. The only way to God is through Jesus Christ. Don't ever let anything change your love for hate. Maintain love in your heart at all times. Never return evil for or evil for evil. Always try to return good for evil. Never hurt nobody. We've got to trust in God to win this battle. We've got to trust in Jesus Christ and his word. Or you just don't have enough oil in your lamp. You go read that that those final books of the book those those final pages of the book of Enoch. You'll be shocked at what happens. It talks about a sword being given to the sheep. It talks about God coming down and, and building a new house. And the first one is packed away and moved and, and he creates a new house from where he rules the, the, the world. I mean, it's in the Bible too, but you just don't see it in the Bible because you've been programmed to read it a certain way and expect that the Bible's supposed to match what they told you is going to happen. Well, what they told you is going to happen is a lie. Everything they've said is a lie. If their lips are moving, they're lying. Sorry to say, that's the truth. I'm I'm pleading with you all, please, get into your Bible. Get into the book of Revelation. Get into the book of uh, Jeremiah. Get into the book of Isaiah. Heavily, heavily. I mean, read it over and over. Read chapter. When you see something, you'll be praying and God will strike it. As you're reading it, something will make sense, and you'll go back and read it again and again and again, and then God will just give you total discernment over it. And then you'll understand a little piece of the puzzle. You haven't got time for this precept, line upon line, precept upon precept stuff anymore. I don't either, and I've really been having a hard time lately because it's hard to study when you're being hit with all this electronic stuff all the time, but... It's hard to think. It's hard to read. It's it's hard to. It's it's really difficult to pray. They're trying to destroy our ability to communicate and 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 have a relationship with God. Remember that everything that's going on is good and evil. This is a satanic attack against God's plan, against God's people. Those that claim to be Christian are going to betray us. We're going to watch a lot of people. We're going to watch things that we've only seen happen overseas in, in, in news flashes. And it's going to be happening here.
We need to be praying. Pray for your sheriff. Pray that God opens his eyes. Pray that he's taken time to read the word of God, that he's coming to God as a little child with no preconceived ideas and asking God for discernment and understanding. Pray for the sheriff. Pray for your police officers. Pray for your fire department. We need them to wake up. We don't need them following after men. We need them following after God. Don't chase after men. Chase after God. A man's not going to save you. America's not going to turn around. Even scripture says that there ain't. All the countries that. All the countries that come after us now. God is going to destroy. That's what scripture says. All the countries that are coming after his Christian people are going to be destroyed. We need to be praying for each other. I need you all to pray for me. I need a lot of heavy prayer right now. They don't like me sharing this stuff with you. They don't want you to know it. Because it takes so long when you're researching this stuff by yourself. It takes a long time to bounce into it like I did. It took me took me a long time. It took me a long time to finally get to the understanding that I have. And it took me going back and studying what happened in the Civil War, finding books like 50 Years in the Church of Rome, and then discovering that it was the Jesuits that killed Lincoln. And then at that point, the Catholic Church took over Washington. And then from then on, everything was changing. And uh, even right down to the paperwork that's in our own Congressional Library, the Jesuit oath that's in there, it was changed after that because it said that they wanted to wipe out that their enemies were the Masons and the Protestants. Well, they've taken Masons out because now that Masons are part of them, they want to use the Masons as scapegoat. So now it says liberals. Why does it say liberals? Because now they've created this satanic left and they're going to claim that that's who they need to destroy next and uh, to throw everybody off. But they're coming after its Protestants. What do you, where do you think abortion came from? It talks in their oath. It says that they're going to take babies from the mother's womb and, and bash them against the wall. Most of your abortion doctors are Catholic. They're doing a great service for the Pope by killing babies. Communism came from the Catholic Church. It came from the Jesuits. All this stuff's right in front of your eyes and you just can't research it to find out. You can't believe what they present to you because it's all a lie. And all this information's disappearing very fast because they don't want you to be able to look it up. Wake up. It's time to wake up. It's time to get on your knees. It's time to lay on your face and ask God to, to forgive us all. It's time to quit treating each other with disrespect. Quit pointing a finger at each other. Quit lying about each other. Quit hurting each other. And that we stand together in love. Because there's a greater kingdom coming. And I want to be a part of it. And I'd love for you to turn to Christ. And have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Or at least get to God through Jesus Christ. Jesus is everything. It's his sacrifice that saved your soul if you're saved. It's through relationship and prayer and study.
that you build what you need to survive. It says study to show yourself approved. Over and over and over again in the scripture, it tells you to read the word of God. That through reading the word of God, you build a relationship with God. You learn to hear his voice. Then you can do what he wants you to do, and, he, and you're under his protection. <clears throat> then anybody that tries to harm you, he'll either give you a helper, and you'll defeat the Antichrist with your testimony. What's coming is very bad. Very bad. They're going to watch your family members. Some of your family members are going to give into it and they're going to forget who you are. People are changing. People that they're, are following in with what they want. Their personalities are changing. Everything's changing about them. You need to stay close to God to know what to do. Salvation's a Salvation could be lost so easy under this deception. It says the deception is so great that even the elect can be deceived. And that's exactly what we're looking at. That's exactly what we're looking at. I'll try to put some videos and stuff. The last podcast I did had almost all the information you really need. So go back to that one. Look at the the description and, and go through those that information to help you read the word of God repent 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 pray 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 study 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 make sure you have enough oil in your lamp because it, we have not got long I really expect that Christ's return will be 24 2024 2025 around that area Depends on what, how fast things are going to happen, and they're happening at lightning speed. So, I love you all. God bless you, Father in heaven. I pray that you be with us all now. Everyone that hears this message, Father, I pray that you touch their heart, that you give them a, a some kind of a drive or a message or a dream that help drive them to study and and learn more about you, Father. That they'd be ready to stand in the times we have ahead. That they'd be able to witness of you. And give their testimony of you so that Satan can be defeated. Father, I love you with all my heart, Father. I pray that you forgive me for my sins. And I ask that you watch over and protect me tonight. And protect each person listening to this, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you all. Have a wonderful day.